0: The following program is presented to you by the New York State School Boards Association. NISBA's President's Gavel podcast is supported by the Harris Beach Educational Institution's team of attorneys. Harris Beach successfully represents more than 130 school districts and BOCES clients throughout New York State on matters involving school district operations, labor and employment matters, cybersecurity, and student issues. Learn more at www.harrisbeach.com.
1: School boards have the responsibility to make important decisions on behalf of all students and the communities they serve. Diverse perspectives and opposing viewpoints should not hinder or stifle deliberations. Understanding and implementing a consensus decision making process can benefit your governance team and foster trust with all stakeholders. Stay with us to discover more about consensus building and how this process can lead to unanimous support. Let's call this meeting to order. Hello, everyone. Welcome to NISBA's President's Gavel podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Dercoli, Director of Leadership Development at the New York State School Boards Association. Today, I'm talking with my colleagues and fellow trainers in the Leadership Development Department. You may know my guests from attending a NISBA workshop or from working with them during one of our custom board retreats in your district. They are regulars on this podcast and my go-to guests for talking good governance and best practices at the board table. I'd like to welcome, then, my Deputy Director, Jamie McPherson. Hi there, Jamie.
0: Hi, Darcy. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. And also joining our discussion today is our manager, Mark Snyder. Hello, Mark.
2: Hi, Darcy. It's always nice to be with you.
1: Thank you. Uh, So today we're talking about consensus decision-making and how to build unanimous support on the team. And we all know how important this is, especially today. And so I'd like everybody to just think for a minute about how we can at least appreciate the governance team, for who you have become at this moment. I think if we can't start with some appreciation for each other, it's going to be very hard to get to to consensus making. And so I want to also give a quote to one of our famous football coaches, which I'm sure you're all familiar with, Vince Lombardi, the legendary football coach who defined teamwork as individual commitment to a group effort. That is what makes a team work, a company work, a society work, a civilization work. And certainly that commitment to the group effort is what makes our boards of education work as well. And so consensus building is one of those tools, one of those very important things that we must attempt to do at the board table in order to try to bring us together as a team, as a unified force that we, so that we can go out and do the good work that we do in service to our kids in New York state. So I'd like to just get started with you know, talking about what is consensus, what is it, and why is it so crucial to our leadership on the Board of Education? Jamie, I'm just going to throw this out to you.
0: Sure. You know, I love that quote by Vince Lombardi, because one of the conditions necessary for a school board to truly be effective is their ability to make decisions and solve problems collaboratively as a team. And one of the most effective decision-making processes they can employ is consensus building. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what consensus truly is. You know, consensus is not where everybody is 100% in full agreement with one another. That's not what consensus is. Consensus is a good-faith effort. It's It really means where people share their thoughts, their ideas, their perspectives – and are guided by this unity of purpose, right? Their mission, their vision and goals. And they come to a place where they're in agreement. They might not fully support the decision per se, but they understand why that decision is being made and they can support the decision. And that's the important aspect is that support it, it, you know, Consensus is about pooling ideas. And in that process, it really involves actively listening. It's giving a voice to the minority. Consensus building is is not where majority rules, and they dominate over the minority. And so, you know, the other piece, too, it's not asserting the will onto others, whether it's a small fraction of the group or even one individual at large.
2: I think just in, in building off what you were just saying about the the, the minority and the in the majority votes in the in the decision making process, I think one of the most important things we're looking to develop when we're, we're we're focused on reaching consensus is that there are opportunities for all board members uh to ask their questions and share their thoughts and their opinions, uh and when applicable, when applicable include some stakeholder input as well. Uh, Consensus implies that the opposing viewpoints are valued, they're respected, they have been carefully examined prior to deciding. And this level of understanding is is what we're really striving uh, towards to help to ensure that those in the voting minority can still accept the decision, even though they voted against it, because they have had an an equal opportunity to voice their perspectives and they have access to the rationale upon which the decision was based so it's not saying that they agree with the decision but they understand why the decision was made because that rationale has been shared and they can further accept it because they've had the opportunity to share uh, their opinions and their thoughts on it it's especially helpful to boards that are addressing polarizing issues because it acknowledges that there are many sides to the issue it ensures that all sides have been heard, and it provides the public with an understanding that they may not have, uh, that they may not have heard.
1: Right, and I, I, I agree with both of you, and the thing I also want to speak to is the myth that consensus is like compromise, that I have to give up something really important. Uh, for me to be able to make this agreement with you and you have to give up something important to you to make this agreement with me and it's not that at all it's exactly what you're you're saying you know we have to allow each other to have our say to be open to being influenced by the others so that we can come to understand what might be the best decision for our kids but not necessarily stay very stuck in our own position or our own thinking about what what's right or what's wrong and feeling like we've got to compromise and give up something, but rather it's really trying to understand the issue and really understand what's in the best interest for our kids. As a whole. And I know the um, I'll just jump on to this next very important part of the process because it is a process and that is the role of the of the leadership of the board president. What is the role or the importance of the role of the board president to really try to help make consensus building work at their board table?
2: Well, Darcy, I I think that the responsibility of the board president in consensus building, uh, it goes hand in hand with their responsibilities for leading an effective meeting. Uh, The board president needs to ensure that uh, norms and protocols are in place at the board table to uh, uh, permit and, and to facilitate Uh, an active discussion with all board members, and by using their parliamentary procedures, uh, ensure that all perspectives have been heard and are represented. Uh, But of course, uh, every board member plays an important role in establishing consensus on the board. Uh, it, It requires active listening. It requires a willingness to sometimes put aside some of their own personal beliefs and their own personal agenda. Uh, It it takes an ability to be open to alternative viewpoints, uh, to let go of of hurt feelings that might develop when the majority vote has gone the other way. So while the board president plays uh, an integral role in helping to develop consensus on the board, every board member can play an active part in ensuring that we're working toward consensus. And Mark, you're 100% right on that.
0: You know, when you look at Robert's Rules of Orders or Parliamentary Procedures, it's under the guise of majority rules. But really, when you look at the heart of that, majority does rule, but it's by giving the voice to the minority. And we touched upon that in the first question. And Mark, you know, you did a great job talking about taking their considerations and valuing those considerations and working collaboratively towards your common goal which ultimately is gonna be the students of your district as well as the community, as well as the district at large. But ultimately there needs to be a structure in place when you enter into those deliberations and school boards are gonna do this in various different ways. You know, One of the things that you know I'm an advocate for when it comes to those discussions is that when you enter into the deliberations, you have the culture that is necessary to allow everybody at the table to voice their thoughts, to voice their opinions, to voice their perspectives without any type of fear that somebody is going to stifle them or rail against them. But in the same degree, it's also good for the board president to be able to moderate that and to go around to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to speak without being interrupted. But in the same degree, Marky pointed out about the individual board member having responsibility. And so when that individual board member is giving their thoughts, their ideas, perspectives, that They speak to the point that they're short, concise, but then they allow everybody to speak in turn before somebody speaks again. And creating that type of structure allows for a much more fluid discussion, and that's what's really going to help add to that consensus-building process.
1: Yeah, absolutely Jamie, and I do agree with you that, you know, we want to allow for the spirited debate. Consensus building isn't just about trying to make things all nice. It's really just allowing that spirited debate to unfold, but unfold in a way where everybody is respectful and willing to hear each other and willing to influence. And the board president does have a role in trying to really build that culture of inclusiveness and that culture where everyone is really getting a chance to have their say.
0: You're right. And and one of the great things a board president can do is to summarize the various viewpoints. You know, I think you guys have probably encountered this, too, when working with boards and retreats. Sometimes they get caught in spinning their wheels where a board member continually will restate the same ideas and perspectives because they don't feel as if they've been listened to. And that's where those active listening skills comes into play. And that's really a job of the board president to ensure that, you are summarizing, you're acknowledging and validating those different perspectives so you don't get caught in that endless cycle of just repeating yourselves and spinning your wheels and getting caught in that fashion.
1: Yes, I agree. And I know that sometimes we have to be very specific about this agreement that we are creating this culture. We are wanting to be a board that does work toward consensus. What are some of those norms and procedures that should be in place before entering a consensus building conversation?
2: I think one of the the important uh, norms that the board needs to establish, uh, which which it's really just a a best practice, is uh, to come to an agreement that regardless of the decision and regardless of how the vote goes, that all members are going to support that decision. Um, After a decision has been made by the board, uh, all board members, regardless of how they voted, need to support that decision. And what that means is they, Regard the decision as the decision of the board, and that decision is final. Uh, These members, uh, even if they are in the minority vote, uh, are not going out on social media, uh, disparaging the decision or disparaging their colleagues on the board by uh, by making the decision that uh, had been made. Uh, and they're not distancing self- themselves from that by saying they made that decision, I didn't do it. Uh, we need to regard the board as a whole, we need to regard the board as a, as a collective unit. And the decision of the board, uh, regardless of how you voted, is just that. And as a member of the board, it's part of uh, your decision. And so uh, by taking these actions that might undermine the decision, Uh, What it does is distracts the board from doing its work, it destabilizes the will of the board, it can lead to a lack of trust, uh, both internally and externally, and it breaks the ability of the board to reach consensus.
0: You're right. And, you know, just some of the basic nuts and bolts of how a board functions can help add and enrich those conversations. For example, within the agenda setting process, ensuring you have those avenues for individual board members to bring those uh, you know items to the attention of the full board and, and having that process. And the other thing, too, that's really important is that, you know, when you're at the board table, you abide by the no surprises rule. And what that simply entails is that if you have questions in advance, especially if you know a question is loaded, it's a hot button issue, don't wait until the meeting to throw that grenade into the room because it will be explosive. And as you pointed out, it it will break trust and abiding by that no surprises rule and having that process to ask questions in advance gather the information before the meeting allows you to come prepared to enter into those deliberations that ultimately allows you to help make those well-informed decisions on behalf of the students, districts, and community at large.
1: And if you could offer some of our board members some Good tips or guardrails or some of the pillars that we could share about how should we really be mindful when we are at the board table so that we can be sure to create that sense of consensus building at the board table with our fellow board members? What might we offer them in terms of some good tips or suggestions to keep in mind?
0: Yeah, I think Mark probably hit upon the number one is the ability to support the decision of the board. You might not be in full agreement, but through that consensus building process, you understand why the decision was made. But more importantly, consensus is about building that agreement to
2: support. As we're working on building consensus, there are happy consequences That that come with that, you know, in encouraging our board members at the board table to have these conversations welcoming the opposing viewpoints uh, being open to to really debating the issues, uh, really goes a long way to building that trust and building that transparency with your community as well. In many boards that we've worked with, especially recently, uh, one of the concerns we've heard is the community uh, has an issue with the fact that we're not talking enough at the board table, we're not, they, don't, they wanna see us debating the issues. Working on uh, building consensus really helps to develop that for your community. So it, it really does go a long way to building that that open conversation and that transparency that many communities are looking for from their boards.
0: Yes, and, right. and part of that open conversation, Mark, is that sometimes board members come to the board table and, and they're locked into their position. And when you become locked into a position, you fail to listen to the other sides and the other perspectives. The greatest challenge for a board member is to, number one, challenge other people's by presenting your truth, your views, your ideas, perspectives, et cetera. But then you need to challenge yourself. And then how you challenge yourself is by stepping into somebody else's shoes and looking at it through their lens. And in doing that, you create much more balanced decisions. You create more informed decisions in that regard.
1: I agree with you, Jamie. And one of the things I know sometimes happens at the board table, even inadvertently, is we get our feelings hurt and sometimes we start to hang on to those hurt feelings. And so when we're trying to get to consensus, we have to remember it's not something to take personally. We're all building collectively to come to a really good decision for our kids. And, though we each individually contribute through our role and responsibility, it's also the collective effort that we must be committed to, to really support the best decision-making support the district, support our fellow board members, support the superintendent, et cetera, that really helps go a long way down the road to really serving our kids. And so I want to thank you both for this really great conversation about consensus building and how that builds unity for our boards of education. I'd like to say thank you to all of our listeners as well for listening. We're here for you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. So let me please just thank Jamie McPherson, our deputy director, and Mark Snyder, our leadership development manager, for joining me today. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you, Darcy. Pleasure as always.
1: Yes, thank you. And this meeting is now adjourned. I would also like to thank my NISPA colleagues working behind the scenes, making it possible to bring this podcast to you. Thank you, Megan Janeiro, Al Marlin, and Alyssa Maelo. My name is Darcy Dercoli, Director of Leadership Development at the New York State School Boards Association. And this has been a production of the NISBA's President's Gavel.